What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 103 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. That sounded enthusiastic. (laughs) And of course, we got the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, delivering DoorDash and getting tipped with DoorGash, the wine and dining, 69 and he'll throw an extra butter for a taste of that turd cutter, the phenomenal A.J. Singh. Uh, keep your turd cutters to yourselves. <laughs> now, extra turd cutter. A.J., did you see that teaser trailer for John Wick 4? I didn't see the trailer. I heard about it. Uh, it's I, not very long, but yeah, I didn't, still, I want to see it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, <laughs> no matter what, I'm just looking forward to it. But next year, right, March? It's next year. I don't remember the date. I think I was thinking just... summertime, but maybe not. We got to wait ahead of on yeah, ourselves. We got anyway. some time. <laughs> um, you guys uh, been watching anything else this week, or have any good stories from the week? Just crazy ass girlfriend, man. Such a fun show. I, I at first I thought it was just gonna be like you know whatever just a blah blah show in the background but man it's so silly and fun like you can really get into the storyline it's quirky and uh the laughs i feel like are good like like guttural laughs you know has the lady from that show like done other work i haven't seen her anything else uh i think this was her big project they were gonna keep making more of this show but uh this one of the main writers died so they stopped Uh And what about uh, you? I don't know. I've been watching a little bit of that old man on Hulu. Been pretty good. Yeah, I might dig into that once it's all like the season's done. Old man spy thriller. That's got John Lithgow too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been good. He's always good and shit. He's good. Um, let's see what else. You just been watching like Pickers and Alone and shit like that, right? I've been watching some American Pickers. I did watch a season of Alone. I don't know if that was last week or this week. Oh, did it get done with? I watched. I finished that season. Did the guy that packed on all the weight? Did he win? He came in second. Oh, second. There's another guy that was so thin that won. Like, if the fat guy would have held out for like a week, I think he might have won. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe I should go on that show just to lose weight. <laughs> they do that. They do a shitload of that. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. Didn't you have a work story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think I mentioned last week that a, a car had been torched in yeah, our garage. Yeah, we did that one. So there was that. And then like last night, like two blocks away, a, a duplex was lit on fire. And so like half of it burnt and I guess there must have been a firewall in between. And, you know, the fire department showed up and the, the other half was basically not too badly scathed, I think. But the weird part is like the part that didn't burn, they found a guy in there and they assumed he'd been dead for like a while so he got into those things. And then I found like another site close by where, you know, those little newspaper stands where you can open and whatever, or whatever. They're made out of like plastic and have a see-through front or whatever. Right. But someone had torched one of those and it was all melted. So there's definitely like an arsonist in that area going hard right now. The mad arsonist. Man, I had a um, a shitty day. <laughs> a couple days ago, I was at work and like he... And you had to shit at work. <laughs> This is the worst day ever. (laughs) No, but um, so I worked all day and then like he was working. He usually is my ride home, but he was working late. So I I went to call an Uber, but the cell service on my phone, I don't know what happened, but it like just, it it was not working at at all. And uh, so like I ended up just being like, oh, fuck it. And I walked home (laughs) Uh, and then like, 
I think, I, I mean, I don't know if it's the, my like uh, cell provider or um, if the SIM card burnt out. I, I had an extra SIM card, so I replaced that, and it seemingly is working again now. But, yeah, I don't know what went wrong. <laughs> but uh, it fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Yeah. It was pretty hot, too, but uh, I made it. Um, as far as watching shit, um, I feel like I'm watching these week to week shows. Um, uh, still watching the Orville, man. I you guys need to start watching the Orville, man. It's good. Yeah, I watched a couple and I, uh, I did enjoy it. It's something I could pick up. What's it on? Hulu. Hulu. Although I think I think it might eventually be moving to Disney Plus, but right now it's on Hulu. It's not too edgy for Disney. Well, I think Disney's kind of finally turning that corner where. They're putting, uh, you know, R-rated shit because because they already put um, like the Daredevil and those kind of shows, oh, yeah. and now I think yeah, they've Deadpool. even put like Deadpool and Logan on there. So I think they're kind of like finally doing the things that Walt Disney probably would have never done mm-hmm. and letting like more adult content on there. Well, I know they've been trying to isolate like the Disney brand and the Marvel brand, and but the thing is, is they really own. All the stuff, or at least most of the stuff on Hulu. So, like, maybe they'd be better off just, like, getting rid of Hulu and just moving everything to one platform. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, Orville, if, if no one's watching Orville, definitely watch it. It's really good. Uh, put in some more episodes of The Flash Season 8. Uh, not bad, but you kind of know what you're getting at this point with The Flash. And then I watched the most recent uh, Only Murders in the Building. Continues to be good. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you, you guys, have you been following this Vince McMahon story? I just heard about it. I heard he was uh, quitting or whatever. Yeah. So, like, the the story came out, like, I don't know, probably over a month ago at this point, that, like, um, he was having, uh, you know, relations with this woman that worked for the company and um, eventually, like, had her sign an NDA. And I don't think she was even the one that violated that NDA, I think, or I don't know, somehow, but somehow it got leaked and they looked into it. And um, I don't even know if the issue was that he paid her off. I think the issue is more that he had company money paying her like three times as much as like someone in her position would normally get. But then they they did an investigation and then they found like there was a lot of more of these NDAs and situations like this, you know. And it's funny because apparently, like, um, he just like a couple weeks ago, like, told like everybody, like, on the you know wrestlers and staff, like, oh, I'm not going anywhere or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then like, yeah, they just announced uh, uh, he is. He's like, before all these go public, I'll. Uh... And he of course did it with a good PR spin, where he's like, "Oh, I'm 77 years old. I'm just, uh, you know, and I'm <laughs> had enough of it or whatever, and I'm retiring." Like, no, he was forced out, like one way or the other. But like, it's interesting because like, like even though like I am a wrestling fan and like I do still keep in touch with it, like it, it's pretty bad. These last few years have been pretty horrendous if you're a wrestling fan. So like, I don't know if things will change, but this at least gives some hope because with him there, definitely things. Weren't so who's in get charge? Better. Triple H. Well, so it's complicated. So he he's kind of going to be in the mix, but so they're going to do like the two. There's co CEOs, which are Stephanie McMahon and this guy named Nick Khan, who's more like kind of just like a business guy. And then Triple H is going to be uh, head of talent relations, 
which I'm hoping um, will mean he's more or less in control of the creative because I think when he was in control of NXT, it was a lot better than anything else <laughs> going. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's hard to tell, but, you know, Vince still owns, like, the majority, like, voting shares of the company. And, like, I'm sure, like, he's going to still have a, you know, triple H at 70s. He won't be in control. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, will he still be basically in control just through them? You know, who knows? But it's interesting, at least. At least uh, maybe there's a chance things will get better, you know? Maybe he can uh, take some time and heal up whatever causes him to walk that way. (laughs) <laughs> I, heard, I heard they're going for like a TVMA rating now. Like they're trying to make it more adult. Well, that's something they they yeah have also talked about because they've been PG for a long time, and they've been talking about going. I don't know if it's TV fourteen or TVMA, whatever they were in like the Attitude Era, you know. Um, but even that, like they got one show Raw, which is on the USA Network that they can do that with. But then SmackDown is on. Fox, which is a broadcast channel, so I think even there they're kind of much more limited. But I mean, hopefully they go that route. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean the product would improve, but it's at least interesting. Yeah. They can do, you know, a little more with it. And like for me, like I've never revisited and went back and watched like Attitude Era stuff. But growing up, I mean, I loved that era of wrestling. That's kind of the era I fell in love with wrestling. So. I don't yeah, know. That, that was like John uh, Michaels. Oh, yeah. Stone Cold. X. Yeah. yeah. All DX. Yeah. All, all those guys. Yeah. Great times. <laughs> Although, like, I'm sure if I watched it today, I, I cringe at some of it. <laughs> May Young giving birth to a hand. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad day to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah. I d- didn't mind that I had forgotten that. <laughs> How could you forget that? It was it's burned into my brain. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. Man. Got any more drugs? <laughs> Wrestling gets wild at times. What can I say? <laughs> well, we got a cat yesterday, a kitten last night. What color is it? It's like a mixed black and white. Black and white. Mm-hmm. It's a cute little guy. We were about to get a, a different cat, but uh, it was a kitten too. But uh, the lady told us that the other cat that we looked at first was a little hard to deal with, I guess. Like it was more rambunctious. And Had a little more of a tood. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we loved it, but we were like, eh, it's going <laughs> to yeah. give us problems. So. <laughs> give us that Vicodin cat. Yeah. So we took the chill one home, and he looks really confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind certain cats, but in the past, like, any time I've petted one, like, it does tend to make me sneeze and kind of get the red eyes and stuff. Mm. I must have be allergic to some It seems extent. like there's those, there's two types of cats. There's the ones that don't want anything to do with you, and then there's the ones that, like, want to be, like, on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some cats are very standoffish. Yeah. yeah. Like, they'll just go hide, and then others just will come right up to you, you know? Well, right now, what we're supposed to do at first is leave him alone, like for the first few days, like let him, him kind of, like let him, un- like get a hang of his surroundings and stuff, and then, like you know, we can let him out and spend more time with him. But uh, we can't help but like go in there and visit and just look at him and stuff, and he'll he'll just be like, "What is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys gonna? Um try to see if you can train it like a dog to go outside or just let it use the litter box 
Uh, we already got like a litter box. We're supposed to be self-cleaning. I don't know how much it's going to do that, but you're supposed to have like multiple ones if you really want to keep them from. Oh really? Yeah. Well, we got one so far. Probably, probably one on the floor. Jeez, they can't just go to the damn restroom. <laughs> Some of them do. They'll take a shit in the toilet. Mm. That's a little creepy. I know people. Yeah. There are cats they've trained to like shit in the toilet and even flush, but I don't know. There's something creepy about that. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you were in here. <laughs> um, man, you guys got anything else you want to talk about before we get into the meat of the show? I don't know. I've just been working a lot. Yeah. What hours are you working? Because uh, I heard you were just like sleeping up until not too long ago. Yeah, just now sleeping. But I mean, normally I'll work like after the the kids come home from camp and stuff. So around like three thirty, four o'clock. Oh wow! So you're yeah. you're out working the afternoon. Are there a lot of people that order like you know food like really late at night and like into the early morning? Uh, on Fridays and Saturdays, but uh, like not regular weekdays. Not usually. I don't really work those late hours. You know how sometimes you have a job and, like, people will ask you to, like, do your job as a favor? Yeah. You want to get me some Chinese food after this? (laughs) (laughs) I ain't doing no charity. (laughs) He'd be like, yeah, you come over and guard our house for for 12 hours. (laughs) That might be a valuable thing in the future. (laughs) Will there be Chinese food? (laughs) You guys have some spreadsheets you need me to move around? (laughs) Oh, man. All right, should we get into the show? This blasted show? Let's do something. All right, guys. Anyone who hasn't watched or listened, we're going to go around the table. Everyone's going to see if we can bring a wacky news story to the table, and we'll make something fun or entertaining out of it, or at least attempt to. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you, so what do you got for us? All right. Uh, a woman who has been told she is facing jail after being caught pleasuring herself on a bench outside Waitrose. Uh, Beverly Dean, 54, exposed her breasts as she committed the solo act in front of a pair of workers who saw her through her office window. When police arrived at the scene in Norwich, wet Cheshire, they found a hoard of sex toys and lube in her handbag. She cried as, as she admitted outraging public decency at 3.30 p.m. on Friday 20, on February 25th this year. Prosecutor Shannon Carey said the defendant is seen to put her fingers in her mouth, then proceed to put them between her legs. She appeared to be masturbating. She had her mobile phone in her right hand and appeared to be filming herself or make or taking photos of herself performing the act. She stopped to smoke a cigarette, <laughs> then continued <laughs> to suck her fingers and place them between her legs. After she did this, she wait, st- <laughs> wait, so these guys who filed this complaint or whatever, they were watching for a while to get all these details. Yeah, seems like it. They got all these, uh, yeah. Should we call the cops? Hold on a minute. <laughs> Let's wait 25 minutes. <laughs> After she did this, she stood up from the bench with both breasts exposed. Uh, her blouse was unbuttoned and her coat was hanging off her shoulders. Officers were called and the defendant was arrested. Her property was searched and an assortment of sex toys and lubricants were found in the defendant's bag. Dean's defense solicitor Shane O'Neill said it was, one, it was her first defense and should be dealt with by the probation service. He said we need to know what is happening within her life as she is getting to an age of committing this offense. 
uh, and committing this offense. Uh, there was some suggestion that she was filming herself, but when police took the f took her phone, there was nothing on it. The officer looked at it and said there was nothing recorded on it. There was no room for like, any. Damn. <laughs> there was no room for any children to go past. We are not disputing that children may have been in the area, but what she said is that there weren't any children in the area. She accepts responsibility for what she said. Magistrate James Fawson said, "Between now and your next court appearance, the things that need to happen are that you stay in regular contact with your legal representative and fully cooperate with the probation service." Dean's next hearing is August twelfth. I mean, come on. I mean, she was in, inside the office. That I mean, that should be fine, right? I think looks had something to do with it. <laughs> like, is that like, her? Yeah. If she was like 20 or something, then... Maybe it's something she'd been doing, you know, for a while. And like, she finally passed that barrier. <laughs> like, nah, she's too old. <laughs> but these like peeping Toms, did they... I, I picture them as one of those like... Uh, you know, uh, little like uh, flip notebooks like reporters have, and they're like taking notes. Oh, she wetted her fingers. <laughs> then she had to smoke. <laughs> Nine twenty-two. You know, wetted her fingers again. That kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This seems like really conservative. I mean, she was in our office. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how exposed her office is to the world, but. You know what's like crazy what? is there's like certain countries I think in Europe where they they don't even have like public decency laws and they'll even like like some people like screw in the streets and stuff occasionally. Yeah, like Amsterdam, you can just like fuck on top of your car or whatever. <laughs> that seems so crazy, but I mean, I guess that's better than having all these like stodgy laws like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, pretty much anything you can, can become desensitized to. So I don't know if I really care. Like, I'm not dying to see it. <laughs> like I walked up on an old guy taking a shit one day. I was like, I didn't need to see that, but yeah. you know, I guess he had an emergency. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's really, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just bizarre. I feel like this lady is like uh, being publicly shamed for no real reason. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, in, in like caveman times, everybody was doing this in front of everybody, right? Like probably through most of our human history, we've been doing this like publicly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like back, back in those times where pretty much people were introduced to sex by like looking across the tent, yeah. like your parents are fucking over there. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's how it's done. <laughs> I've heard in like some like primitive cultures, kind of because of that, like a lot of people will actually have sex at a, like a very young age, like kids with other kids and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. They Man, I once I once heard an interview with a guy. I don't remember who he was, <clears throat> but he said his parents were like very like hippieish, and like as kids, like. His parents and his siblings, like, for a long time just, like, lived out of a van, basically. Yeah. And he said his parents would, like, have the kids go out, and then they'd screw in the van. And yeah. he said they were, like, sometimes very loud about it. They were very, like, <laughs> open about it. It's just, like, ugh. It's craziness. Yeah, uh, I would not want to have uh, experienced that. <laughs> I'm getting trauma just thinking about it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad that there's people like that. Wait, didn't uh, wasn't there a story you had that experience with, or you like walked in on your parents once? Yeah, I don't like to think about it. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a sister. Now she's older than you. <laughs> you 
just look at me in the eye and be like, we'll never talk about this again. <laughs> never. <laughs> I will suppress that memory. Yeah. <laughs> Modern day today, they're like, "Why are you like this?" <laughs> it just zooms back. Yeah. In time. <laughs> That's where it all began. The origin stories. <laughs> it's your fault, mom. <laughs> it reminds me of that Simpsons where, like. He has that repressed memory of like uh, Smithers' father dying or whatever, but it sets him off, and he's just like, ah, and he's like screams for like a week straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> um. All right. Should we uh, dig into manifesto round one? See what we got. All right. I've got a short one for you. This one's for Ajay, uh, an Indian uh, politician, a Punjabi. They'd had this project where they were going to clean up this river or whatever. So whatever they paid for the project, did the project, and like afterwards he takes a glass of water out of it, and to prove that it's not polluted, it's like a holy river, whatever. He drinks it, and uh, yeah. So like four days later, unrelated, he's in the hospital for a checkup, <laughs> and he's been in there for like four or five days. So, I was like, mm. <laughs> when me and my sister were younger, my mom took us to this uh, holy site, and we drank like water from like the holy river. And my sister was always like, you know, we never should have drank that water. We luckily we wouldn't even get sick, but this definitely is like a throwback to that. Like trying to, you know, drink that yeah. holy water, trying to prove to yourself that it's not gonna get you sick. Like we got lucky, but I mean look, this guy deserves to be in the hospital. He <laughs> yeah. he should have known better. He's one of the Paul like the leaders of the community, you know. He's supposed They should have put a like chlorine drop in there or something. Yeah, but I'm you know, I'm glad he drank the water. At least he put himself through that. Like, <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah. gonna show you what I've done here. <laughs> yeah. He put himself through the consequences <laughs> of his actions. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you would like to see that with more politicians. They, yeah. like, they actually like uh, reap the rewards yeah. of uh, what they sow. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess at least he tried and he believed, I guess. Yeah, he, he tried to will it into being okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember an interview with uh, some celebrity. I think, I think it was Gerard Butler, but like he, he said he took a trip to India and like, it was the same thing. Like A holy man convinced him to uh, take a swim in the Ganges. Oh, yeah. And like he said, he got something like his head swelled up like three times bigger than normal. And he thought he was gonna die and shit. I was like, "Ooh, that sounds sounds awful." Yeah, I don't know why. Like, is it just to crash dummy people? Like to be like, "Hey, yeah, you can totally swim in there. There's nothing wrong with it." Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe if you've been doing it your whole life, you've like you've had everything. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, phew. And it's not it's not just that either. Like when I was in the I went to the Vatican and they have like these, you know, statues and stuff. I forget which one. It was one of the saints, but like uh there's a saint, he's sitting like in a chair, it's a statue, and he's got his foot sticking out. And like it's a, a I guess bronze statue. And it's, so it's tarnished except for like the foot is shiny because everybody touches his foot or whatever. Mm. And like people touch it, touch it, touch it, and people come up and kiss it, and I was like this is not it's so like i i just i'm uh, it's like i'm don't don't sir don't don't kiss that did you, <laughs> you, did you see that guy who just touched it no oh yeah. it was like a guy with a foot pad just like licking the toes <laughs> <laughs> flavorful <laughs> it's just like oh man i just 
it was just so gross. Yeah, people will suspend their belief, you know, for anything. Like, yeah, like uh, you know, there's germs and bacteria. You've you've known your whole life how they function, but in this one instance, you're just gonna be like, oh, caution to the wind. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever see that stupid video of the Pope where like people keep trying to like kiss his hand, but he keeps pulling it away because he's like, oh, I'm humble or whatever. But like these people are just obs- like Catholic to the core and they're like obsessed with the Pope and want to kiss his kiss your hand. Yeah, I want to kiss your hand so bad. But yeah, this is a video of like people keep trying to kiss it and he's like pulling his hand away. And it's so stupid. <laughs> the Pope. Playing hard to get Pope. <laughs> he's getting sexually assaulted. He's like the leader of the Catholic. I guess it's, you know, you... You get what you you put out there. <laughs> it's like that Robin Hood cartoon. I lose more jewels that way. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what I got here in in, in old Storyland. Um, I've got a lot of guns. Judge accused of brandishing a pistol during a bizarre trial. <laughs> I got a lot of guns. <laughs> Uh, feelings can get heated during difficult court cases, and it's not always just the defendants or lawyers that lose their cool. Uh, that can happen to judges, too. But you probably never expect a judge to pull out a gun during court. Yes, that's precisely what a West Virginia judge allegedly did. Circuit Judge David W. Hummel Jr. oversees court cases in the city of New Martinsville, West Virginia. According to multiple eyewitness testimonies, Judge Hummel waved a gun in the air during a recent court session. Not only that, he allegedly left the gun sitting on his desk afterwards and its barrel pointed at the lawyer that had annoyed him. The truthfulness of the story is still pending an official investigation, but we definitely will make sure to be extra respect, respectful if we ever end up in front of this judge. Um, the alleged incident came after months of bad blood between Judge Hummel and corporate lawyers representing the natural gas company EQT. The company ended up in court accused of royalty non-payments, uh, reported the Daily Beast. EQT had been uh, paying landowners in West Virginia royalties for pumping natural gas from beneath their properties, but nearly a decade ago, EQT stopped making the payments despite rising natural gas prices. So the locals sued in early 2021. That case has now been settled, but during the trial, there was a surprising revelation. The EQT lawyers, led by Lauren Varnado, discovered that Judge Hummel's parents had also received royalty payments from the company. As the money could eventually end up in Hummel's hands, they sought to disqualify the judge from the trial. According to court transcripts from April 2021, that didn't sit right with Judge Hummel. The records show he went on uh, lengthy explanations of his family tree and complained how his cousin Christy got upset with him when he didn't recognize her at a wedding. <laughs> Varnado and her team uh, asked higher West Virginia courts to disqualify Judge Hummel, but to no avail. So the contentious trial finally started in Femu- February of 2022. By that time, the locals of New Martinsville were reportedly so angry with EQT that Varnado's team felt they needed security. As such, they hired a team of ex-CIA security contractors to escort them. However, at a specified hearing on March 12th, the bailiff suddenly barred the bodyguards from entering the courthouse. So Varnado and the other lawyers went into the courtroom unescorted. And that's when things got weird. According to further court transcripts, Judge Hummel began to ridicule Varnado for having bodyguards. He also reportedly said that if uh, there were any security concerns, he would, quote, take care of them. Uh, We never... 
Uh, we were never told these folks were security until most recently. I got this man here carrying a man purse, which I make fun of him uh, every damn day for wearing such a sissy-ass contraption. <laughs> Judge Hummel said, according to the trans transcript seen by the Daily Beast, uh, quote, and I hear he had blood coagulant. I have blood coagulant up here, too, and I've got lots of guns, like bigger ones, too, he added. At this point, Judge Hummel allegedly pulled out a Colt 45 handgun, also known as a 1911. Eyewitness reports claim that he waved it around the courtroom before placing it on the judge's bench. Whether it was intentional or, intentional or not, Judge Hummel also allegedly left the gun's barrel pointing at Varnado and her team. Witnesses state that the gun stayed there for the rest of the hearing. When asked about the incident by the Daily Beast, Judge Hummel initially denied ever pulling a gun out at the hearing. Quote, there is no incident. I've never shown a gun in my courtroom to anybody. I don't want them to know that I have it, he told the news outlet during the phone call. However, after the interview, Judge Hummel reportedly called the Daily Beast again after only a few minutes. This time he said he remembered having a gun, but it wasn't a Colt 45. Quote, I wore the Colt Peacemaker. The Peacemaker never, ever came out of the holster during the trial, Judge Hummel said. Finally, he called back for the third time. Now he reportedly claimed that he hadn't pulled out a gun, but a first aid kit. Quote, I did pull out a small red first aid kit, but it was casual. I did not uh, show her a foiled packet and said this, or I did show her a foiled packet and said this is blood coagulant. We have preparations for active shooter situations, Judge Hummel explained. However, Varnado and other witnesses, including a sheriff's deputy who was in the courtroom on that day, claimed that Judge Hummel did brandish a pistol during the hearing. Varnado also says she has reported the incident to the FBI. That said, she felt she could trust the local authorities because of the judge's position of power and influence, reported the Daily Beast. As a result, she filed her report with the FBI's Pittsburgh field office. The FBI has declined to say whether it's investigating the matter. However, the Judicial Investigation Commission of West Virginia is reportedly looking into the incident. Quote, it was too stunning to even process it. It was pretty uh, traumatic for multiple people. The whole trial was insane, Varnado said, describing her feelings about the alleged gun incident. It's just a violation of basic gun safety, having it out uh, like that, pointing at people. I was on edge. I don't know if it was loaded, she added. <laughs> so it just seems crazy to me that, like, if he did do it, and it sounds like there's enough people saying he did that he probably did, like, he, like he thinks he can lie about it, and, like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems so so weird that he could just... Well, he's a judge. He's probably been doing this his whole life now. <laughs> the, the call, though, like, the multiple calls back to try to, like qualify his position yeah. <laughs> it's weird and like the whole blood coagulant thing yeah. too is a weird side story well, yeah that's like on his mind for some reason yeah why <laughs> yeah so allegedly like the lawyers have some and he has some what the coagulant <laughs> well i think i didn't really understand that part i think what he's saying is like, like if you get shot you put it on there and it, yeah so they were trying to get the bodyguards in he wouldn't allow the bodyguards in and it sounded like he basically told them oh if there is an active shooter situation there's some blood coagulant here or something but then like even the sheriff's deputy is like yeah he waved a gun around <laughs> So it's just, it's bizarre. The whole thing's bizarre. I don't know who to cheer for, the uh, gas company or the <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, corrupt judge. <laughs> I'm just glad they're both giving each other trouble. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like there's any uh, great people <laughs> on either side of this issue. 
But yeah, it's just bizarre. Really bizarre. <laughs> it is. Uh, AJ, story number two. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, if heat wave hits 42 degrees Celsius, bees may ejaculate themselves to death. Sounds like the perfect way to go. Oh, yeah. I, I um, had a story like similar to this once where like they did find a bunch of dead bees and they said that's what they did or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think this might be in the UK because they're the ones having like a heat stroke or like, a heat, a wave. heat wave right now. And, probably uh, some heat stroke too. Yeah, probably. Let's see. Uh, a dead drone honeybee which suffered a sad fate. Oh, it's just a picture. Uh, one more thing to worry about in the heat wave we're facing in the gruesome death of honeybees, or is the gruesome death death of honeybees who have all who have been found to suffer a difficult fate when it gets too hot. Research reveals they can literally ejaculate themselves to death in extreme heat. When male worker bees are subjected to very high temperatures, their bodies begin to convulse, which forces them to ejaculate their abdomen-sized penis, equivalent of their body and die from the shock to a casual onlooker it may look like the beast spontane- spontaneously exploded but new research has shown that there's a there to be a bizarre sexual component to this final act bees try to maintain a body temperature of 35 degrees celsius and if they get as hot as 42 degrees celsius then half of drones will die within six hours the met office has issued an extreme heat warning for sunday to tuesday with the uk potentially recording its highest ever temperature uh, with immense heat waves rocking Europe, scientists are looking at developing new ways to cool them down and prevent deaths from heat exhaustion. Uh, Dr. Allison McAfee, a postdoctoral fellow at UBC's Michael Smith Laboratories, focusing on bee health, said, When drones die from shock, they spontaneously ejaculate. They have this elaborate endophallus that comes out and is about the size of their own abdomen. It's pretty extreme. All right, we get it. Bees are hung, okay? <laughs> Honeybees can ejaculate themselves to death during extreme heat. Males can't hack extreme stress like females can. To view this video, blah, blah, blah. Uh, male bees can ejaculate themselves to death in extreme temperatures. McAfee says that uh, she was first alerted to the phenomenon after noticing a high level of bee deaths following a heat wave in British Columbia in 2021. Beehives typically maintain a temperature of around 35 degrees Celsius, and although the Colombian bees should have been able to cope with the temperature, the excess heat ended up killing many of them. We know that after six hours at 42 degrees Celsius, half of the drones will die of heat stress. The more sensitive ones start to perish at two or three hours. That's a, temper- uh, that's a temperature they shouldn't normally experience. But we were seeing drones get stressed to the point of death. After the first drone apocalypse, Dr. McAfee and her uh, team conducted a series of experiments to test hive insulation materials in order to prevent another wave of mass deaths during the future heat waves. Uh, some of the methods include coating the beehives in a protective poly polystyrene cover, which uh, helps cool the hive by up to 3.5 degrees Celsius. Meanwhile, another method devised by fellow beekeeper Emily Huckster involved providing each colony a full feeder of sugar syrup to act as a bee cooling station. Bees will naturally go find water to bring back to the hive and fan it with their wings to cool down, which achieves evaporating cooling much like we do with the sweat. Uh, giving them syrup nearby should let them do the same thing, and the sugar in it motivates them to take it down faster. 
following her research, McAfee now believes drones may be one of the most effective indicators of climate change. Drones have the advantage that they are very sensitive and easy to see. If drones are dying, it's much easier to study them to, than to take a queen from colony to perform tests. Uh, it's also more condu- conducive to citizen science efforts, she said. During a prior study uh, conducted in 2020, queen bees were found to contain five different proteins, which could be used to indicate whether they have experienced heat shock. I mean, what a way to go, though, really. If, if you have to go, that's the way to go. You know, there have been times where I thought I was experienced. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, if you have to go, that's the way to go. <laughs> uh, and especially, especially you're, you're showing the world what you got down there on the way out. You know? I mean, at that point, who cares, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It reminds me of that Futurama episode, Death by Snoo Snoo, in a way. <laughs> 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 any thoughts <laughs> no <laughs> all right then manifesto round two ah uh, yes tilapia fish skin used to create vaginas <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so i didn't know this uh interesting fact in the uh trans community when 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 uh men transition into women Frequently, there's not a ton of extra skin, and so a lot of them have short vaginas, and apparently this is an issue. <laughs> so uh, they've been looking for alternative materials, and I've seen this done before in like burn victims where they'll graft fish skin on people. I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, so apparently uh, one one take is to create new vaginas out of tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it already kind of tastes like fish anyway. It's, it's that authentic vagina experience. <laughs> now 90% fishier. Sticking with the theme. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you can get one of those good deep vaginas now that everybody wants. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants the 10 foot vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> I but, wasn't even close to bottom. <laughs> but wait, the, the skin allows them to make it deeper. Well, like apparently, like if you don't have enough like skin to graft in there, like the rest is just like a raw meat hole, and uh, it closes up, like it heals. What do they do, like in the first place? Do they like take your dick skin and try to? I'm assuming you like you got some extra ball flap going. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think you're right. I think they do, like, invert the penis skin. Ugh, man, it's hard to think about. So, short dick equals short vagina. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know all the details. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> tilapia vagina. <laughs> you're going to want that tilapia. No. Can you add tilapia to your dick and make it <laughs> I think we'll get to that research pretty soon, actually. No Extra one. scaly for her pleasure. <laughs> yeah, rib for her pleasure. <laughs> um, well, speaking of sexy time, I got a list article here. Five animals that turn sex into a nightmare. Uh, number one, the brown antechinous um, uh, suicide by sex. Well, you've never heard of um, you've never heard of the brown antechinus. 
That's fine. We hadn't either. They're small marsupials living in the forest of eastern and northeastern Australia. Uh, and when mating season rolls around, they turn those forests into sweaty dens of nonstop marsupial sex. We, mean, we mean that nonstop. When their first breeding season comes around, male brown antechinuses, I don't even know how that's pronounced really, transform into frothing testosterone-filled sex maniacs. For the next two weeks, they will hump every female, female they find. One session can last up to 14 hours. Man, they're like doing that sting tantric sex. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, their first mating season will also be their last. During their lust-filled frenzy, male brown antechinuses produce immense amounts of stress hormones. The hormones will completely wreck their immune system, practically guaranteeing that they'll die of disease, parasites, and infection soon after mating. And if diseases don't get them, they'll drop dead simply from exhaustion and dehydration. Scientists have named this method of fatal breeding suicidal reproduction. Um, I mean, these animals might have it figured out, too. I mean, <laughs> don't wear out your welcome and just like, you know, yeah, well, first breeding season and you go for it. Uh, next, the cowpea seed beetles uh, spikes where there should be none. Um, yes, that's exactly what you think it is. Being a female cowpea seed beetle isn't easy. The first problem is that you're just a beetle that's con considered a pest, so everything wants to kill you. The second problem is the male be beetle's penis. Uh, this horrifying organ seems less like a dong and more like some kind of medieval torture device. It's covered in long, sharp spikes, making it look like a brutal weapon. But the female beetles have a way of, to deal with that, right? Nope. The weaponized penis is just as gruesome in practice as it, as it is in appearance. During mating, the male will savagely tear apart the female's reproductive tract. But why? Well, it somehow increases their chance of reproduction. Scientists did an experiment where they shaved off the spikes on the male beetle's penis, and the bug's fertility collapsed. Can you imagine being a scientist and being like, you know, I think I'm going to shave that beetle's penis. Nice and smooth. See what happens. And there's no way to teach you how to do it either. You got to figure that out. <laughs> uh, the females are trying to deal with the nightmare penises by quickly evolving stronger and thicker reproductive organs, but the male answers immediately by growing the spikes even longer. In a sexual evolutionary arms race, the the, uh, the female beetle unfortunately seems unable to win. Uh, next, ducks, uh, necrophiliac group ra rapists. Ducks are clumsy, cute, quackling things, right? That's what you might think, but these adorable farmyard birds are notorious sex pests. The males of some duck species, like the mallard, are unapologetic habitual rapists. While some birds uh, stage elaborate mating dances to win over a feathered lady, the word consent means absolutely nothing to these ducks. If the male's in the mood and it spots a female, it will simply head over to her and ram it in. Some male ducks also have enormously long penises that help them penetrate a struggling female. Not only that, the male ducks like to do it in groups. They form a disturbing rape flight where a swarm of male ducks surround a lone female and keeps pecking until she mates with them or dies from the violence. But ducks aren't picky when it comes to choosing a victim. They'll also happily mate with other male ducks, even if the victim is long dead. Uh, next, the anglerfish, the overly attached boyfriend. You can't really say that anglerfish sex is scary since there is no sex, but the ritual that's taken its place is pretty horrifying. Anglerfish live in the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean, so finding a mate is difficult. They've developed a bizarre mating method where the male literally becomes one with the female. Male anglerfish are several times smaller than a female. They have just one purpose in their lives, to seek out a female and bite her. 
Once the male has bitten on, he'll never let go. Eventually, his mouth fuses into the female, and his organs and body begin to atrophy. After a while, the male reduces to nothing more than a sack of sperm. When the female feels like having babies, she'll use the genetic material the now-dead male has left her. One female fish can have multiple sacks that were once male fish hanging off her. Suppose that's one way to remember your ex-boyfriends. I mean, that's actually a pretty bizarre thing. Yeah, nature does figures out some weird solutions. <laughs> I mean, he just bites on, never lets go until he dies. Well, life is so rare down there. It's like, if they find like one mate, they're probably never going to find another one. Jeez. I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy creatures. And then uh, bed bugs, incest, rape, and murder. Uh, bed bugs are repulsive enough as it is, but once you hear about how they reproduce, you'll have an additional reason to hate these blood-sucking parasites. The bugs are notorious for breeding extremely fast, but they don't reproduce through gentle lovemaking. Oh no. The male bed bug's kink is scientifically known as traumatic insemination. The penis of a male bed bug rivals the cowpea seed beetles in how horrible it is. But unlike the beetle spike club of a dong, bed bugs have a sharp, long hypodermic needle uh, that they've decided to call penises. Female bed bugs do have vagina like reproductive organs, but that's not where the male's penis goes. The male just rams the needle penis straight through the female's exoskeleton wherever it pleases. Aim a bit wrong, and the stab kills the female. Not that the male cares, it got what it wanted. To add to the nightmare, bedbug males are attracted to size and size only. They'll forcibly penetrate any other bedbug bigger than themselves. It doesn't matter if it's another male, their sibling, or even their parent. Hmm, bedbugs. Oh, Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> I remember in biology class, they showed some video on, I forget if it was like snails or slugs or maybe both, but like apparently they're androgynous, I guess. And so like... They do their little whatever, and then, like, one of them will shoot a dart out into the other one. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? It is weird that, like, the idea is to reproduce, but they're basically, like, doing things that could kill the other one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the suicidal behavior it doesn't make sense that, you know, isn't life's whole thing to, like, sprout more life? Like, Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. But I guess if one person has to die, to get it done. <laughs> yeah, it just seems counterproductive. <laughs> it makes me think, remember the, like, Lemmings video games? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've played those. Do Lemming... I don't think... It, lemmings, when they die in real life, it's not because they're, like, suicidal, right? It's just because they're, like, kind of dumb. I don't know if that was kind of discredited. I, I feel like it was. But they might have gotten, like, you know, if they're running... I don't want to say herds, but, uh, you know, they get in groups and, like, I don't know, some of them go off a cliff or something. I've heard that with certain animals. Like, like if some will go off the cliff, like a, like a lot more will follow. I think it's a situation like that, like, where they don't mean to die, but maybe they're all in a herd or something and they just... Yeah, not like the back ones are pushing the front ones off or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you think they'll ever make a new Lemmings uh, franchise? I mean, it could be a. You could do a iPhone game or something. Some of those are pretty simple. I feel like the last Lemmings game I played had to be either PS One or PS Two. It was a while ago. I never heard of these games. Yeah, basically they're puzzle games where like you got this nonstop line of Lemmings, and like um, you can make one 
the, you can like make one that can build stuff or make one that can turn the other ones and it's it's kind of like a, a puzzle that yeah. each level you got to save at least so many of them mm-hmm. and so it's like a puzzle game of trying to figure out how to get them through safely no, or at least a certain number of them. <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's it's interesting um yeah so that was mine aj you got another one for us yeah so we got here I already did. A, oh, here's his one. A new term. The term vabbing has 35.7 million views on TikTok, but the concept is hardly new. A portmanteau of vagina and dabbing. Vabbing refers to applying your, your vaginal secretions where you normally would perfume, such as behind your ears, on your neck, or on your wrists. Why on earth would you do that, you might ask? The answer is usually based on some murky science around pheromones, a substance secreted by animals and some insects which makes them more attractive to potential mates. TikTokers are flocking to the platform to share their vabbing experiences, uh, including July, uh, Julia, I guess, uh, who has created a number of videos about whether vabbing is safe. Yes, whether to vab at the gym and what happened when she vabbed before her before seeing her ex. Scientists have been trying to find. It smells like tapia, or what do you, what do you call that? Tilapia. <laughs> uh, scientists have been trying to find a human sex pheromone for decades, but the research thus far has come up short. There is limited science, mostly positive, but with small sample sizes with a heterosexual lens, which, suge- which suggests that copulins in vagina sec- vaginal secretions, particularly during the follicular phase of ovulation, can make women seem more attractive to men. And you can't t- you can't fake it either. I mean, how would you? How would you? LOL. But synthetic copulins had no impact on men's sexual behavior. So that's the science so far. Vabbing could potentially make you seem more attractive to men. And of course, it's your body and you can do what you want to. But my question to women who are who are attracted who are attracted to men is why uh why we already have a long uh, don't we already have a long list of things we need to do to be desirable the messages out there are relentless and in my opinion vabbing is just another way to add to this endless list a little vabbledy yeah i don't know how much i buy the science of vabbing either i don't think uh, <laughs> smelling tuna fish is gonna like make you fall in love or anything <laughs> What's the male version? Maybe you should like rub some jizz behind your like, ladies. <laughs> you smell something you like. <laughs> I'm sure there's a pseudoscience behind that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do often wonder about this whole like pheromone stuff because, like, I mean, don't they put a lot of that stuff in like colognes and perfumes? Supposedly, Sometimes. yeah. It's like I don't know. Does any of that stuff work? Limited science tells us potentially maybe, <laughs> so no answers really. What's that stuff uh, Paul Rudd uses on Anchorman? It's like Jaguar. Tiger. Or yeah. 50% of the time works 100% of the time, or whatever he's <laughs> I don't know. Women do the craziest things, man. I heard in, in like Louisiana, they make... They put menstrual fluid inside food to give to men that they're in love uh, with to try to get them. Like it's like a voodoo kind uh, of that old. Voodoo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the guys down there. If you if a girl you like or somebody who might like you makes you like spaghetti or anything like that, 
They say, don't eat it. <laughs> Anything with red sauce, don't eat it. <laughs> what about brown sauce? <laughs> <laughs> that isn't the same feminine properties. <laughs> and white sauce is a thing, too. <laughs> the old country gravy. Man, it's like... Oh, yeah, this iron spaghetti, tasting spaghetti yeah. is so good. Mm-mm. Well, just gave myself uh. the chills. <laughs> <laughs> but now, don't you want to kind of beat one of these women that's vabbing just to see? <laughs> I mean, there's just going to be some delusional, doesn't know anything kind of. <laughs> so what exactly yeah. are they doing? They're taking their vaginal secretions, yeah, and they're like dabbing or vabbing it around, like their, you know, like like perfume or whatever, putting it behind their ears and like shit on their wrists. A long time ago, didn't we have a story where a guy was like vaping his own cum? Yeah, Yeah. that's worse. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, (laughs) smoke them if you got them. But this is kind of like sharing your herpes with the world in a way, right? Because you're like putting it on your wrists and stuff. Like you're making it really. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Maybe that's what the lady in your first story was doing. <laughs> She's like, I really like to, to vab it on thick. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's not enough. Need more. <laughs> it only works on Tomcats. <laughs> All right. Do we got another uh, manifesto story? Uh, well, we've done a couple of video reviews lately. I, I don't think we really talked about it, but there was like, um, there's been some bank runs in China, and like people are, you know, basically peacefully protesting, like they want their money back or whatever. And like the Chinese government showed up with like tanks and shit, and they're arresting people. We'll show you to peacefully protest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just been like this fucking lesson learned, huge shitty mess. And like, I, I think like the government declared them like state investments or whatever the the money they'd had put in the banks. So yeah, I guess they're just fucked. I don't know. Mm. But like also a lot of people in China were you know they're investing their money in real estate, and so now a bunch of people are are defaulting because it sounds like some of the well like a, a lot of the stuff they put like a payment on to basically get it built. And then, like, building projects are being delayed and stuff. And, like, I guess they're still supposed to be making payments. And, like, I don't know. It's a hot fucking mess over there. They're they're getting into real estate trouble like we did that years ago. <laughs> well, they had a huge speculation. And, like, I don't know how much the government was also involved in that part. But uh, I know the big company was Evergrande, I think. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, I think I heard about something like that. Yeah. But uh yeah, they've just got like tons of shit that's not used or being finished or is that like supply chain problems, getting materials to build and shit? No, they overbuilt. Oh, they overbuilt. Yeah. So they've just got like tons of shit. Like you'll see videos where you've got like six or seven skyscrapers and they just like blow them all up. I mean, why would they blow them up? You would think yeah. they like I I don't know the exact policies that's causing some of that stuff, but Apparently, it's a big problem. I heard they have, like, ghost cities over there where, like, nobody really lives in them. Yeah, I've seen videos of those where it's just, they're, like, completely empty. Like, investment properties for people. 
Yeah, it's weird because they, they literally would like build a whole city, and uh, I guess it's just like if you build it, they will come or something, and yeah. nobody, like it's just too much. You want to go over there and start living in this, in this city? Maybe, maybe you just need one of those free uh, <laughs> cities and hope that they don't blow up the building while you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make our own crazy society, <laughs> like a libertarian society. <laughs> Everything's free, <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to think that you could be having those issues. I don't know. But the bank stuff is scary because China's another one of those economies that's big enough, like, if it shits out, like, it's going to affect everybody. Well, I mean, they're the the other economic superpower in the world pretty much, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they've been coming, up and coming, yeah. They've been, well, they've been threatening to pass us, I guess, which, I don't know, I kind of feel like that's impressive, but also it's like, you have like 12 times more people than we have, like, maybe it's not that impressive. <laughs> But, I mean, they've come a long way. I think when they do pass us, though, they're going to pass us, like, quickly and by, like, a mile. You know, because their growth is, like, exponential, you know. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. It's like, um, what's his name? Jing Jinping is um, mm-hmm. apparently, like, you know, he kind of vitalizes Mao and a few things and rolling back some of the some of the ideas that allow them to advance so much. So, I don't, I don't know where it's going exactly. I gotta say, I don't even understand China's economic system because they're they're communist, right? Well, so under Mao they were you know pretty strict, and then after that they started loosening some of their policies, and you had more free market, you know, coming in a little bit. But it was it's kind of like an uneasy balance. But really, that allowed them to start bringing their people out of poverty, and you know they kind of built up and they've come a long way, but they might be backpedaling on some of that hmm yeah i don't know it is scary though like when you see like a another country like that faltering and you're like oh is this gonna have a waves that hit us you know i mean that's scary i mean watching like uh trudeau in canada freezing people's bank accounts i was like that's a awful precedent but wasn't that more like specific people wasn't that about the whole truckers and the uh right pandemic but, uh, can, can you imagine like you know, protesting something, having the government just—I mean, money—that's horrifying. It was a—it it was a stupid thing to do, but it's at least it wasn't, you know, freezing it because they were having like overall economic troubles, right? I don't know. I—I I really hated that decision. I thought it was terrible. It's definitely a huge overreach. Yeah, but I mean, if if it's happening in Canada, like it can happen anywhere. You don't really. I wasn't expecting that. It came out of left field for me. Like, I wasn't expecting that. It's like, you know, there's supposed to be a relatively peaceful, intelligent country. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess it, it was a weird reaction, but probably a reaction out of fear more than anything, I, I guess, of like maybe an overreaction to the pandemic at the time. I, I don't know. know. Those are people you don't want in power, though. Huh. I don't know how, like, Canadians feel about Trudeau in general. I think it's a mixed bag. Apparently his father was, he was also prime minister. And, like, he had a lot a lot of um, popularity and uh, did a pretty good job. And then uh, Justin just kind of rides on his coattails and isn't very good, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of the impression I got. wonder, because how often do they have elections? Because I feel like he's been the prime minister for a while now. Yeah, I've heard his name a lot for, like, the last decade. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what was going on there either. I don't, I don't know. I don't know Canadian politics that well. But, or any anyone's politics that well. 
I'm not even sure I understand the U.S.'s politics. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, they're pretty confusing at times. Purposely. <laughs> yeah. I really do think, like, just the structure of our government would, doesn't... I almost feel like it was set up to fail. Like, <laughs> I mean, the founders, like, it was a smart idea being like, oh, we'll make it so amendments can be added because attitudes will change and everything. But then I don't think they realized how difficult they were making it to enact those changes and that it would eventually become impossible. <laughs> well, they're, they're, it's it's supposed to be pretty difficult. No, they, they definitely did it on purpose. Like, And if you believe in a limited government... I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but you can't imagine they'd want what we we have now. They didn't want democracy because democracies fail. So, I mean, what do you want? I say maybe it's time to mow it all down and start from scratch. Yeah. Uh, we're, gonna, we're on a descent into the socialistic territory that's going to go for a while and suck. I mean, I wouldn't say with uh, the Supreme Court we got right now, we're riding into liberal territory. Yeah, I feel like we're riding into, like, Mad Max territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both parties are happy to take a shitload of money from people. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> should we wrap this bad boy up? Sure. Yeah, kids are Unle- Unless you got some short, funny story to go out on. I don't really have anything like we got San Francisco homeless. <laughs> that sounds up. Mark Cuban hasn't profited from Shark Tank. Hey, hey, is Mark Cuban going to run for president? I don't think so, but it does seem like it's something that may have come up once or twice. It seems like he's talked about it or people have talked about it. I don't even really know what his politics are. Is he kind of a libertarian guy? I really don't know. I know he's done this thing where he's like, Made like a drugstore where people can buy drugs for cheaper. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he was. I I do remember hearing him trying something. Is it a pharmacy? Is it online? I think so. I don't know the details on it exactly. Like just because of regulation, I wouldn't think you'd be able to do a lot of things cheaper. I don't know. But maybe, maybe you can. All right. Well, everybody, we do thank you very much. Uh, I feel like today's was a weird show. I don't know why. <laughs> but, <laughs> just went back to like stories rather than reviewing. <laughs> um, but I do thank you very much for, for listening and watching. If you will, please uh, s- subscribe both to the YouTube channel and uh, to the podcast on your podcast service of choice. Leave us thumbs up, uh, positive reviews, comments, um, all that good stuff, and then come over and follow us on Twitter as well. Guys, where can people find you on Twitter? At a name for this too, and that's the number two. At unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that's going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.